0: Now, every screw up your contractor has on your job is your fault. Now, before you get offended, the sooner you accept this, the sooner your projects are gonna run much, much smoother. Everybody wants to get into flipping houses and doing all this without actually doing the flipping of the home, managing the contractors, doing everything that's actually needed to be done in order for you to flip successfully. And one of the biggest parts is the management of these contractors you know john barr my business partner likes to always call it adult babysitting a lot of times so in this episode i'm actually going to show you how to manage your contractors when flipping houses and this could also involve any type of rehabbing that you're doing or even new build but this is so important that you watch this and you take notes and you understand the process This way you can maximize your profits and decrease your stress every time you flip a house. So with that being said, let's get into the show. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. So this episode, like pretty much every other episode here. Uh, it comes from personal experience. We've been managing rehabs for a few years now, been done a ton of flips, new construction, everything. I grew up in construction myself, worked with a lot of contractors, hired a lot of contractors. So all of this stuff comes from real experience. And that's the only thing that we share in this channel. So if this is your first time joining us, consider subscribing so you don't miss any future uh, episodes that we do. This is episode is actually part of a series that I've been doing on tips about hiring contractors. And you can also check out the other series that I did on how to start flipping in 2021. Um, All of those, you can find the links below. You're going to see them up here. So they're going to be all over. Check out the series. It goes step by step. Every little area that you need to know about hiring contractors, understanding a flip, managing a flip, everything, everything you need to know is going to be in those series. So check them out. So If you don't have any experience managing your flips or managing any flips, you should probably think twice about doing this on your own. I strongly recommend that you find a local mentor or coach or partner that you can work with that has experience, real experience, flipping the houses that you are looking to flip. All right? You got to learn the process. And this whole thing, you know, I learned by doing nonsense You're not, you're not going to learn by doing because there's nothing that you know how to learn. You don't know what you don't know. You understand you can screw up or you can still make money and you're still not going to understand. Did you do this right? Did you pay too much for this? You're not going to know. So partner, hire a coach, hire a mentor, whatever it is, make sure they're local and they understand what it is that you are doing that type of flip that they have actual experience doing that. All right, because there's a lot of people that just talk a big game, but haven't done anything. Let's dig in on how it is that you're going to manage your contractors when flipping houses. Number one, the one thing you want to keep in mind is one scope at a time. All right. When you're flipping, when you're managing these contractors, you want them to do one scope at a time. If you hire a contractor even a GC and you are giving them the whole project, that's cool but do one scope at a time. Be specific on this. Let them know that you want one scope because what you don't want them to do is be jumping around on that project. It's going to make it so much harder if you need to fire them later to fire somebody that has started multiple scopes and hasn't completed any of them. You understand? So you want to make sure you give them one scope at a time. And this also makes it much easier when it comes time to paying them majority of contractors, special in residential construction, they don't know how to manage their money. They pretty much need a draw every single week. So it makes it much easier to pay them even on a weekly basis if they completed a scope, right? So give them a scope, complete the scope, you get paid, complete the scope, you get paid. It's going to make it so much easier for you to manage. It's going to make it much easier for them to not get too confused and not to, you know, jump around and get into the weeds too much. It, it keeps everything easier. It makes everything much faster and much more efficient when you're doing this. Number two, you want to make sure you review this scope with them regularly. All right. Uh, don't assume they understand. Every time you're there, make sure you're reviewing. Hey, just to touch base, we're doing this in the kitchen. All right. We're doing that here review it this these this is everything in the scope you don't want there to be something that like it's happened to us a bunch of times that you are renovating the house all of a sudden you know baseboards weren't installed or the exhaust vent wasn't installed and it's like dude, what happened? Oh I didn't know I was supposed to do that like you know I, I don't care if you're thinking because <laughs> I know I've thought it too is that's what I'm paying you. you're the contractor you should know these things. Should who cares? Remember every screw up in a project is your fault. So you want to make sure you just reiterate continuously. This is the scope. Number three, you want to set expectations. So what do I mean by setting expectations is what do you want that finished product to look like a contractor? I've always said it. They know how to do the job. You are the investor. You're the rehabber. You're the flipper. You need to know what that job needs to be right? So you need to set the expectation. What does everything in the house need to look like when it's completed? Paint a picture for them, right? We go as far as like telling them like, hey, when you do the laminate flooring, I want you to go in underneath all the door jams. I don't want you butting it up because it looks like complete crap. And then they try to caulk it because that's going to fix everything. Um, (laughs) So they're just telling them step by step like i want you to go underneath here i want you to run the floor this way i want you to start it over here i want you you know especially when you're doing transitions from carpeting to tile to laminate you know what do you want that transition to look like do you want a metal transition piece Do you want a t-molding what do you want that to look like do you want them to make something nice out of uh out of the tile itself you know so many of these things but you gotta set your expectations you're installing windows. Hey, I want you to install these windows, you know, and I want to make sure that it looks like nothing happened, right? The trim goes back on, caulk, paint, everything looks nice. Be specific. Even demo. I want you to remove the blinds. Go as far as telling them, I want you to remove the blinds and the hardware that's in there that's attached to the blinds. Because even though you're like, of course, they got to remove. I had a contractor tell me, I don't know. I I left it there because I thought you might use it for the next blinds. You know, you may laugh, but it doesn't matter. That's how they think. You never know what they're thinking. So you want to make sure you're not assuming, you're reviewing the scope, and you're setting expectations. Number four. This one's big. Visit your project regularly. All right? This is something that, I mean... I've seen people that haven't gone to their project in weeks, in weeks. And they think that, you know, hey, everything is moving along. They told me it was going to be six weeks. I haven't seen the project in like three. So we should be halfway done. Then they show up at the project and almost nothing's been done. And this is real. (laughs) This is real life. I went to look at that house for somebody and I was like, dude, they're nowhere near done. You know, and they thought they were about to be listing in the following week. So... These are things that you want to make sure you're there regularly. And this is also going to help you in preventing delays, uh, big mistakes from happening, things that you might have missed. Sometimes you're going in the middle of the project and you're seeing that they did this and they took that off. And then you're like, holy crap, I didn't even think about what are we going to do with this window? What are we going to do with this pass through? right so it you being there helps you understand and see and then it helps you prevent any big issues right if you see them you're there every single day you're seeing that they're maybe doing something wrong or something that you, that's not exactly what you wanted you correct it it makes it much cheaper and faster to correct it in that moment than to wait until it's fully completed then you realize now they have to go and undo that and maybe a few other things in order to fix it correctly so this is going to help you prevent a lot of issues. You gotta go to the project. This is what I said at the beginning, where everybody wants to be in flipping, but nobody wants to do the actual flipping. Nobody wants to go to the projects every single day. It's a lot of work. Yes. But you have to, because it's not, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. A podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you want to get very exclusive insider tips and strategies that nobody else is getting, then you need to join our text community by texting podcast to 210-794-9898. That's 210-794-9898. Text the word podcast and you will start receiving insider information Things that are happening that we're realizing that we're implementing in real time that other people have no access to. So make sure you text us now. Now back to this show. You want to verify every inspection permit. So if you're pulling permits on your rehabs, you know, in, here in San Antonio, there's uh, pretty much almost nothing that you can do without pulling a permit anymore. But if you're pulling a permit your con- or your contractors pulling permits and they're going through partial uh, pass whatever it may be you want to make sure when that happens you see that pass you want to see that green slip if it's a partial or whatever and the and the inspector made notes on the back you want to make sure what those notes are and that they are corrected all right don't assume that your contractor knows what they're doing you want to verify everything did this permit get done did it get filed did it get paid You know, did it pass? Why not? What are the problems? Do we need to call the inspector back? You need to be doing this, not your contractor. If they do it, that's great. But you can't depend on that because if you don't have, and this happened to us when we first started, we had a a big electrical job that we did. And the first uh, roughing inspection, it was a partial pass. They told them there were a few things that they needed to fix. So, The electrician assumed fix it and move on, not fix it and call the inspector back. So he fixed it. He moved on. We finished everything. The inspector comes back. He was pissed that we never called him before. He's like, well, I can't see behind the walls. I don't know if you fixed this. You're telling me you did. I don't know. He was just so furious about it. You know, and we've worked. He knows us everything, but he was just pissed that he wasn't called back. So it was something that we were like, okay, you know, luckily we were able to work through it. We showed him some pictures, everything he was fine, but that could have been a big issue. We would have had to start opening walls. We were done with the project at that point. So it would have cost us a lot of money. So you want to make sure you're verifying the permits every step of the way. This next one is something that uh, a lot of you guys are getting into big, big trouble and it's costing you a ton of money. Never pay in advance for labor, okay? Contractors all the time are asking for, you know, 20%, 50%, whatever the hell they want. Don't pay in advance, especially for labor. If it's material and you haven't worked with this contractor before, or whatever it is, then you provide the material. Tell them, like, hey, I'll go get the material or I'll meet you at the Home Depot. I'll pay for it. So then that way it's, you don't have, the contractor has no cost other than get to the job and do the work. When the work is done, you get paid. You understand? If you keep that nice and tight, it's going to be very hard for you to be one of these people that says, you know, I've given them 20 grand and they haven't done 20 grand worth of work. Like why would you pay them before they did the work? They need a motivation to want to do the work and that's the paycheck. And if you gave them the paycheck beforehand, there's no more motivation. Now, yes, Whatever you want to say, you know, contractors need to be ethical and blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares because at the end of the day, you're still going to be out of money. So protect yourself, protect your investment, pay for the labor when the labor is completed. This is why going back to step number one, you want to make sure you're doing one scope at a time. So you provide the materials, they finish the scope, the labor is done. Here's the check. Now this brings us to step number seven when you give them right before you give them that check, you want a partial lien release. All right. So this is something that we have. We do this with all of our contractors. We had one of our attorneys draft one up and it pretty much is simple. I'll, I'll put up a, you know, if you shoot me a text at two one zero seven, nine, four, nine, eight, nine, eight, I'll shoot you over a copy, a sample of our partial lien release. But in this lien release, we, it states, You are being paid X amount out of X amount and you're releasing that amount of money that we're paying you right now from being able from you being able to put a lien on our house. You understand? And it covers that you're paying all your subcontractors, all your people, all of that. They got to sign that before we give them the check. This way, if anything was to happen, you at least have some documents that say, hey, here, I paid you. You know, and you agreed, and you can't put a lien on my house. You understand? This is something that's going to protect you. Every time we write a check to somebody, we are having them sign that partial lien release before we hand them the check. And it keeps everybody honest. We haven't had to use it yet. You know, and I sure as hell hope that we never do. But in the case that you do, it's going to be a great protection. So if you're in the San Antonio area and you want to ever join us on a property walkthrough of one of our projects so you can ask questions and see how the whole process is done, then you want to text property tours to 210-794-9898. And every time we go to do a property that one of our projects or something like that, you're going to get a notification. You know, you can uh, accept to raise your hand pretty much because it's, sometimes it's limited the amount of people that can come to a project. And then you get the information of where the project is. You meet us there and you can ask all your questions, do whatever you need. Um, this we do. So you guys see firsthand, what does it really take and what does it really look to flip a house? And just remember there's a whole series on this on flipping houses. It's going to be up here and the whole contractor one is going to be down here. So make sure you check those out, make sure you subscribe and I will catch you guys on the next episode.